Hi, everybody. It's Tay. Welcome back to the PSW podcast. Today, I have uh, Sarah Hume here as HSW, and she's basically going to break down, you know, the HSW title, what that means, and we'll probably chat it up from there, uh, knowing us in the podcast. So yeah, Sarah, thank you for coming on board and for speaking on your experiences. I'm really, I'm really happy to have you here. No problem. Yeah. So my name is Sarah and I work as an HSW. I've been working as a HSW for two years, but I did private care for a year and a half before that. Okay, perfect. And just so we're, we kind of bring some clarification to the audience, what is an HSW in comparison to, you know, the PSW? What is that? What is your role in Compass? So it, it kind of depends on who you get your information from. Because if you Google it, it says like an, um, an HSW is like mostly laundry, meal prep, light house cle- cleaning, um, and keeping up with the house just a little bit to help people who can't do those things. But um, most of the people I know that are HSWs, we do basically everything a PSW does, except for we can't do braces. So like if someone has an arm brace or leg brace, we can't do that. We can't do mechanical lifts on -hmm. our own. We're only allowed to be the secondary person. Um, There's like limitations to meds. There's limitations to, you know, just more like the medical stuff we can't do. But bathing, washing, um, changing bedding, uh, transferring, one person transfers, we can do all by ourselves. It's the same thing that a PSW that would go to home to home would do. Okay. And I've kind of heard too that it varies from employer to employer. And they also offer like their own training programs that like entail different things that you have to do. But I know from when you and I have spoken before about, you know, an HSW versus a PSW, that title is kind of abused and also used interchangeably as a PSW title, which really was never supposed to be its purpose. Um, But, you know, we're all finding that, you know, employers are kind of taking advantage of that title and essentially making them do PSW work for a lower hourly rate and it also could be unsafe at times too, because PSWs, most of us know we went to programs or to college programs to do our jobs and be educated enough to do our jobs competently. So I'm not saying that, you know, HSWs aren't competent or anything like that, but you know, when we're making people do the same scope with maybe less training or less comprehension, you know, it can be unsafe at times. And also it's just not fair to the worker themselves to do the same workload for, you know, less money an hour or, you know, things like that. So can you kind of add to that or to maybe like with your experience, do you find that the HSW title is kind of being used and abused? I do. And I don't at the same time, because especially during the pandemic, um, it's better for people to get care than it is for them not to get care. But on the other hand, um, the training that I received was outstanding. Like we, um, during the program we had, because it wasn't a college program or Mm -hmm. it wasn't like me going to college for eight months or whatever, it was through the company. We actually had nurses that were in the field, have been in the field. We had, you know, part, like education booklets from like um, programs that were developed by people in the college or university 
um, like professors and stuff. Um, so the, we focus mainly on most of our training was how to take care of a person, how to train, um, how to transfer a person, how to bathe someone properly. So our main focus was everything to do with like taking care of someone where, you know, PSW goes into more like broader spectrum. That's why, you know, they are allowed to do more things, Mm -hmm. but with all that training and stuff, it's still kind of like, I'm doing the same thing as someone who went to college for eight months to a year to two years, depending if you specialize. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, they're getting paid more than me or I'm getting paid more than them. And when it gets into, when the title is used interchangeably, it's kind of like a diss, I guess, to the people who went to college and went for the extra education because, you know, they went the extra step, I guess, to get more educated, to help people, if that makes sense. But I mean, I, I always wanted to be a PSW. I just couldn't afford to go to the class or the college with or without the support. Cause I couldn't financially go without maintaining a job and I just can't do both. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but the PS, uh, the HSW course was my like scapegoat, I guess to get where I wanted to be without having to suffer financially with kind of talk about yeah yeah like you being like I really wouldn't be offended if it was used like I wouldn't be like oh like you know I'm not an HSW kind of thing like it's nothing like Mm -hmm. that I just more for me I'm focusing on like are we using and abusing them to save a buck you know what I mean for sure you know I kind of have like hesitancy around that I don't think that they're like less competent or anything like that but like I just wonder if we are kind of taking these people and working them super hard putting them in situations that really they're not supposed to be in but you know we're going to put them in anyways because we could save a dollar or two an hour on wage or whatever whatever the compensation is I'm not entirely sure so I can't really comment on that but Um, I do think it's like an excellent way for people to kind of dip their toes in and get a feel for it. And I know that you talked about that beforehand with me, that it was just kind of great to have that and be an extra person to help. Like you said before, like it's, sorry. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good program, especially for people who don't know exactly if a PSW is what they want to do. Um, especially with my company, you, after you do the program, you sign a contract for a year. And if you don't complete the year of working for them, you have to pay back the money for the training course, which is like with anything you ever do Yeah. in any company, right? So a lot of people, I highly recommend to anyone who doesn't know if they don't want to put in the money to go to college or university yet for the PSW course, do this course because you literally do everything Mm-hmm. that a PSW does on a day-to-day basis without like again the things I listed before mm-hmm. so you get you can dip your toes in without having to put the burden of the educate like the the college money the debt the you know the books all that stuff because you get it all in you yeah. get paid while doing it at it's just a good way to test it yeah yeah and I feel like the HSW title was really important in like bridging the gap and, you know, yeah. creating like 
more educated caregivers, like all of that stuff, which is totally necessary. But, you know, there is a worry, like, again, are we using them in ways that we really shouldn't be to save money? And Oh, for sure. I I 100% can, can agree with that. Yeah. And I feel like too, you also struggle with your job with a lot of the same struggles that, you know, we struggle with, which is really chaotic patient loads and ratios. Um, could you dive into that like a little bit about how, I don't know. And it's not just with you specifically. I know this across the board, everybody has these issues, but Mm-hmm. we're allotting people like you told me 15 minutes for care and I just feel like we're moving in this direction in healthcare that's making healthcare very transactional and very much um impersonal in in a sense so could you kind of speak on that a little bit for sure so um before I get into it I would also like to say that um the care for our clients is lacking and the care for us is lacking as um individuals that are paid by a company that's supposed to care for people. Yeah. I'm not seeking, I'm speaking about the healthcare system in general. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Um, the support for us, because we deal with mental, physical, emotional trauma, dealing with people who are sick every day and watching people die every day. So mm-hmm. that's also an issue. But again, what you're saying, um, so I go home to home. So in probably the first year I was with my company that I am now, um, I would fill in at like long-term care homes mm. um, or like almost nursing homes where people should be in, um, sorry, in long-term care homes where people should really be in nursing home. And most of the clients that are in long-term care only get 15 to 30 minutes and 30 minutes is like, wow, like I actually have 30 minutes. It's mostly 15. Yeah. And that time, if like if I'm filling in for someone and I've never been to the building before and I have 10 to 15 plus people to see with 15 minutes a piece, that's including me finding them, finding their room, finding who they are, what they need, filling out the documentation. Mind you, the documentation maybe takes them like a minute, 30 seconds. Um, but if you don't know them or something goes wrong, it takes longer. So that also gets taken away from their 15 minutes. So by the time you get there, they're probably only seven to 10 minutes of actual care that they're getting. Which is just crazy because you're dealing with all behaviors, as you said before. And so I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, your documentation could take a, a hot second if everything goes right. But Also, too, we're not really allotting a lot of time for workers to do proper documentation if we're giving them 15 minutes to perform total care. So Mm -hmm. if something goes wrong and you you don't document it properly, you document it incorrectly, that then goes on you. But you're put in this situation where it's kind of unsafe and you're being forced to speed through things with someone who may be having like a health crisis or something, you know. And then I also think about that, too. Like you brought this up to me it gets impersonal because you're being put in these homes basically to supplement staffing because we're understaffed, but you're being put in these homes with staff and residents that you don't even know. So, you know, there's an element to care where you do actually have to know the person you're taking care of in order to give, you know, total care. So speak on that too, on how like that can be a struggle in and of itself. So like with anyone or any company out there, one of the first things they tell you is 
be professional, be, you are there to do a job. You're not there to be buddy, buddy. You're not there to be, you know, their family or their um, loved one, or, you know, someone that cares about them. I mean, like you care enough about them to take care of them, but not to get too personal. And I find that a little ridiculous (laughs) because if like when I get older eventually and you know, Hopefully not, but if I do need care, I would want someone who actually uh, actually A, cares about their job, B, wants to be there and wants to help me and cares for me and my family with still being professional. Like you can care for someone and love someone because you love going to see them and making their day better and helping them out mm-hmm. without crossing that line. But a lot of companies in this healthcare system don't like Uh, don't like that term like you care for your clients or you love your clients because again they want you to be professional but I do not see a way ever that I can be taking care of someone in their most vulnerable state whether it's mental illness disability giving them a shower that's all like intimate moments like that's their privacy and not care for them and not respect them like I don't see one can't happen without the other, you know, I find like there are cases where I'm like, I'll see one person who I've never seen before, or maybe see them once a year, you know, that's different. But when you see clients every other weekend or every day or multiple times a day for years, how can you literally have seen this person from point A to point B? Sometimes you're going to see that person from the time they were just getting sick to their deathbed and you're telling me I can't or I'm not going to care or I have to stop myself from caring about them I just don't think that's I don't think that's sensible I don't I agree I would agree that we're not really building a system that's kind of honoring that and you know we're publicizing that you know it's patient-centered care and it's this and it's that and in a way it is patient-centered care you know to focus on the tasks at hand and complete them properly but for people in these homes, it's becoming a transactional experience. Their their bedside care sounds like it's becoming, you know, some sort of regimented, scheduled event, and it has to be at this point because we're 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 needing staff, right? But I think that we were talking about this too. There are some quick fixes to kind of honor continuity of care and bringing a familiar face in, and we're kind of having that breakdown of communication. Um, with people on their other jobs as well, which like, I'm not trying to point fingers at all. Like that's just kind of how the system has went. And and sometimes it can't be helped. Honest mistakes happen. But from my point of view, at least when I worked bedside and and I know you talked about this too, um, there's things that there's decisions that people are making from up above that don't make sense on the ground for us that are working on the ground. Um, Yeah. So if I can just touch on that, um, yeah, there's a lot of incidences, again, not, I'm talking in general here, mm-hmm. from multiple different companies, um, from the top of the top to the bottom of the bottom. Um, there have been times where you would see a client for six months, and say something happens to them, and they go to the hospital for a month or two months or three weeks or whatever period of time. And when they come back home, there's no familiar faces. They literally say, 
they just shove whoever they can back in instead of going, oh, well, two months ago, they had a schedule where A, B, C, and D, PSW, HSW would go see them every day or every other weekend. So why, in their most vulnerable moment coming back from the hospital, would you send familiar, not familiar faces in instead of people that they've known before the incident happened, before maybe a life-changing incident or maybe something that, you know, reoccurred or, you know, something happened that's serious that they had to stay in the hospital for so long. Yeah. Not give them people that they know, they already know the routine of the house. You're going to send people that now the client has to tell them what to do when they might not be able to communicate everything. Like you don't know. So the higher ups are not understanding. That's all. Yeah, I would agree totally. And I think too, some of these just involve quick fixes, but everybody's so focused on whatever task at hand that if it gets done, it gets done. And I just think that's not the direction we're supposed to be moving in. And, you know, if we we stopped for a second and just actually listened to some of the workers that are crying out on the ground, a lot of the problems could be solved um, quite easily. And that goes for you as well. I mean, now too, like, I know you became an HSW because you thoroughly enjoy helping people. It gives you that fulfillment. It's pretty much what all of us, you know, have come to the table with, that that's why we're here. So, you know, I think too, when we're put in these situations that aren't really safe, are really unfamiliar and kind of unnecessary, we're robbing the worker of the fulfillment that they get from their jobs. And that's why we're also having people walk away from their jobs. So it's just all kind of counteracting itself, right? And I don't know about you, but how are people doing in your field? Are people Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um a lot of okay. I am a very I said this to you before, I'm just gonna state it for the podcast. I'm a very brutally honest person and that gets me in trouble sometimes, and that also makes me succeed massively in other cases. Um, I, my first thing I say to anyone that's interested in healthcare is if you're in it for the money, you need to reevaluate your situation or your life or where you want to go in life, because we could be getting paid a lot more. (laughs) And again, most of us who actually care about our jobs are the ones that are leaving, not because of the money, right? Because there's people that have been in this career for 35, 40 years, right? Mm -hmm. And they love their job. They do it because they love helping people like me. But the reason why they're leaving is because things are going downhill. People are no longer listening to them. And by those people, I mean the people higher up. They don't care. It's more about the money than it is about the people. It's it's frustrating when you say, not you personally, but the company says, we are here, we are designed we are a company that wants to help people. We're the best or we we want to be the best at helping these people that are in need. But you're not helping your staff that are helping the people that you supposedly care about. And you're cutting corners or, you know, cutting dimes or time with, the again, the clients that you supposedly care about. You can't do both. Like, okay. Your company might not be, might not make $3 billion this year. I'm over-exaggerating, obviously. It might only make two, right? Mm-hmm. But would you rather have a better reputation and like, like better care 
that everyone's like, oh my gosh, like this is the best, you know, thank you so much. You know, you took care of my mom or my grandma or whatever beautifully, you know, she had a great end of life. Or would you rather be like, nah, 15 minutes, if you can't shower, you can't shower. Or 30 minutes, mm, you can't shower, you can't shower. You're having a tough day. I don't have time for it. Yeah, people see through it. I mean, that's the thing too. I'm like, where we're, a lot of people are advertising one thing and doing another. And it's like, you're not fooling anybody. Like the patient, the client. Talk to any one of us, any one of us. They all feel it. The and we're thing. failing them. We're failing them. And we're feeling, excuse me, the worker who is there for the right reasons. And I think too, like everybody knows you know, what the job entails for the most part. Some people don't, they're underprepared and sometimes that's not their fault, but you know, we know it's not about the money. It really is not about the money. We get the satisfaction from our jobs and from doing them properly and doing them well and enjoying it. And that's why we're here. And it's, it's time to, you know, allow us to do our jobs properly and put us in proper situations and not take advantage of titles in order to cut costs and all of that stuff. So, I mean, with all of that combined, what keeps you going as an HSW? My clients. <laughs> I have I, <laughs> I have clients who would literally murder me. Not actually, but like mentally <laughs> kill me if I left my job. They mm-hmm. I I tell them in advance, I'm going on, I'm going away this day. Mm-hmm. Or I'm doing this this day. Just to give them a heads up. They're like, okay, I'm canceling okay, I don't want anyone that day then. Or no, you can't go away. Please don't. Mm -hmm. And that's not just like, it's not me saying that to toot my own horn. But when you find people that like you click with that, you know, you're not at conflict with that actually will provide you the care you need. And like, especially if they have family that are pressuring them to do things that they don't want to do. Like the class, you have to shower today. You have to shower. And we're like, if you're hurting, you know, I can just wipe you down with a cloth right there. You know, I can, I can sponge bathe you because we're understanding that's when they like you. That's when, you know, they want you to come back and they want you every day. They want you 24 seven. If they could, you know, they don't want you to have a day off. They want you to come see them. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's just because we're the only ones that they can talk to or can, or sometimes people don't have family. Some people have family far away or some people don't talk to their family so sometimes we're the only social um interaction that they get in like one hour a day so sometimes they just want to sit and talk and that's okay too that's so awesome. that's why I love my job because you get just awesome people and you get so many different backgrounds and it's just it makes me so happy thinking about it because I just love all my clients and I have no what do you call it regret saying that because if I didn't love my clients I wouldn't be done already I would have been quit I would have quit <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the thing and that's what it's all about and what happens when it works properly and I just feel like the system has so much potential to just be so much better than it is right now and so rewarding for not only the worker but you know the patient or the client that's getting you know the care yeah um, it's so crazy wonderful. it's crazy that's it's, so it's, wonderful I mean yeah I've had people tell me I should start my own company and just hire, like, and just that they can be my clients. I said, you know how hard it is to start a PSW, HSW company? Like, you'll be, 
like dead and gone by the time it starts up. Like, I don't think it happens. It's a real movement, though, too. You could. I know. That's the I know. Thing. Like, your work is so important. And it's just, it's lovely hearing, you know, your experiences, even though it is kind of, you know, it's like all of our experiences are kind of negative in a, in a sense, but, you know, we're saying them to kind of move things forward, right? So I just love hearing your experiences and, you know, your optimism and your role and how the HSW role has had so many great things to offer you. And right. it's been wonderful having you here and, and just hearing your thoughts. And I mean, is there anything else that you think our viewers would like to hear or, or you would like to I, say? For sure. Um, a few things I would like to say is um, HSW, PSW isn't all what everyone thinks it is. Like it's not, you know, rainbows and butterflies and oh, helping grandmas and grandpas and, you know, sick people. It's mentally challenging, emotionally challenging. And um, they say, you know, if you have stuff going on at home, you leave it at the door and you go to work. But sometimes when work, is just as bad or just as painful because we are literally like take it or leave it we literally see people dying whether it takes them 10 years to die or two days we see them sometimes every day so when you go to work and it's like that you come home right you're supposed to drop your baggage from work pick up your baggage from home and do it all over again it can be very taxing, especially when, you know, we have the potential to walk in on people that are, you know, have sadly passed away. We have all these stuff that can cause a lot of trauma mm -hmm. and we don't get enough support. We get, um, we don't get any compensation if we need time off for um, just the mental toll that that can take. And I've experienced that myself. We're only given a number and saying, here's your, basically like a crisis helpline. Um, to talk to people like oh go through what happened but when I called when I needed to call the, it was a 30 minute to an hour wait and by the time I called them and sat down and was worked up you know by the time they would have answered I hung up after like 25 minutes because I've already calmed myself down for the meantime until you know another thing happened I'm like you know back in my panic state so that is a big thing that people don't realize that if you're getting into this job, expect your expect you like to readjust all your emotions because once something happens, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. Whether you're attached to the client, not attached to the client, if it's a brand new client, it's traumatic. That's that's the big thing. Like we need more support for staff financially if they need time off for something that happened like that at work. And sometimes that, yeah, I would have totally agree. And I've said this before too, you know, the job comes with a lot of baggage and yeah. not enough resources to unpack it. And, you know, yes, EAP is a wonderful resource, but it's also a few visits that are funded. So yeah. if you surpass that, it's either out of pocket or if you're really lucky and you have benefits at your job that can cover it, then that works. But most people don't have that. And you're kind of expected to unpack your own stuff. And there's not a lot of debriefing and, and all of that stuff. So 
like, like I said, if you have to take days off, sorry, if you have to take days off work, like when something happened to me traumatically, I had to take the rest of the day off and the next day off. If I was living paycheck to paycheck, you know, you know, I'm blessed that I'm like kind of not right now. But if I was, that could be the difference between groceries and not groceries for the week. So the fact that, you know, you don't, you only get the three day sick day or whatever. I shouldn't have to use my sick days that I only have three per year to compensate something like a death that I walked in on at work. There needs to be more resources. I definitely. Like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think with all of that though, too, like for me personally, like some of the more traumatic things that I've seen have also been so profound in a way, which is like, I'm not trying to like put sunshine and rainbows on it, but like, that's also one of the things that I really do enjoy about our jobs is that you're in, you're in these situations that you can't manufacture. You can't go to the store and buy and they leave such a lasting impression on you, you know, sometimes in really horrible ways, which is really unfortunate, but also again, you learn to appreciate certain things about life you learn from people's experiences you're connecting with people constantly and like you said you're there for them in their most vulnerable states and right. I think that's like the it, best it, I, yeah I completely understand like sometimes like if it's if they're very sick it's peaceful when they pass like when you you're like okay now you know they're healed or they're fine or they're you know in a better place if people like to say that you know they're not hurting anymore is basically But there's also other times, like my experience, where it wasn't normal. (laughs) So when, you know, and those are rare cases, that's what they like to say. But either way, again, whether you take it as peaceful or not, it's an emotional drain. It is. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) Life is crazy. (laughs) It's crazy out there in general, you know? It really is. Yeah. I love having you here to unpack it and, and bring it to our audience. And I hope that, you know, people who are listening and watching that again, part of this resonates with you too. And and you feel a little bit more seen and heard. And if anyone else has anything to bring to the table, you know how to find me. Um, But Sarah, is there anything else that you want to leave on? Uh, um, Now I'm under pressure. Um. One thing I would say, like the, my final thought would be that um, for people who have people that receive care, we do our, I would like to say we do our best to compensate people's time frames. You know, some people like to be seen in the morning or can't be seen past 11 or like to see at nighttime or whatever. Um, so we like the office or like the offices or the general, you know, company does their best to mm-hmm. get people seen at the times they want but we're only one person and when we have like my schedule is from eight I'm eight in the morning to 6 p.m and between each client I I have 15 minute travel time because sometimes I'm running around or driving around like a chicken with my head cut off from one end of the city to the other yeah. um so when we try and squeeze you in we can but you know a lot most of my clients or most of the people out there are understanding about that but we do try your best and that's that's all like you know as long as people out there who are if they're listening to this that are like oh you know maybe I should get my mom care or my 
grandfather or whatever your dad um it's going to be hectic for the first month receiving care <laughs> from any company because you're getting into the swing of things but just like be patient and it'll be okay <laughs> that's all <laughs> that's my last final crazy. thought yeah i think it depends where you go too but yeah it has the potential to just be so lovely like the cherry on oh, top yeah. for so many people it's just the struggle of the first month of finding what psws work when time works when they're gonna come you know that transition a lot of people who have it for the first time are like oh my gosh this is so crazy and i love going to people's first visits ever because i get to explain to them what's going to happen before it happens so that they're not worried <laughs> So that's why I just said it in general. So whatever, if anyone's listening that is getting care, I just know that give it a month or six weeks and it should get back to like a steady pace where you could actually keep up with it. (laughs) But that's, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say, basically. (laughs) That's wonderful. No, thank you for being here and for all of your input. And uh, yeah, this was lovely. This was great. I know. I love talking. (laughs) Awesome. I loved having you here. It's easy to talk to you. So this I, is- I know. Do you want to talk for another five hours? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would but, be great. Yeah, thank you for thank you for having me on here and letting me talk about all the things that um, people either don't see behind the scenes or don't know of or um, are just curious about. So it was good to you know get it off my chest. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everybody who's been listening and who's, you know, been an avid supporter. And thank you again, Sarah, for being, being on board with us today. So I hope everybody has a great day and take care. Bye.